I've almost forgotten the name of our podcast. I did totally done it so long. It's a couple months. <laughs> it's Scubblebutt. Scuttle. Scubblebutt. I like the song. Yeah, actually, it was uh, I played it earlier to test it, and I played it all the way through, and it's it's really good. Who's it by? John Magnuson. Uh, I believe okay. he gave it to us for free because he's nice. that kind of guy. Oh, that guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think he's like. Uh, I said French Canadian, but I think he's Swedish. Uh, Magnuson, yes, yeah, Scandinavian sounding name. Yep, it's good. You should download his music at www.johnmagnuson.se. That's Sweden, yeah, that's Sweden. Twitter.com slash John Magnuson OF. Oh, that's what he looks like. I didn't even know what he looked like. Swedish looking dude. Show notes. Looks like a dude that would uh, play some good jazz. Dope. Slowly fade, fading, fading. Welcome. Right, we're doing an ASMR session. N- NPR voices. My name is, what's a good NPR? Have you done uh, ASMR before? I couldn't, uh, I didn't really understand it. I'll be honest with you. It was just made my skin. It's not an understanding. Bit. It's a feeling. Okay. <laughs> it's tingles in your brain. I have too much anxiety to sit still for too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's an interesting, it's kind of cool in like, sometimes like with, uh, I don't know if it's, I guess sound, I don't know if like nature sounds technically counts as ASMR. I don't know. Oh, you know, that's a good question. I did find a, it was like a 10 hour recording of a thunderstorm, which I like to listen to as I go for 10 hours straight. Yeah. Uh, We we usually have, uh, what do we, we have rainstorm. We have, uh, that we play on. I think I paid like a dollar for it to play over our Alexa. Yeah. Which is nice. It's very soothing. I feel bad for the FBI agent that has to listen to me sleep every night. <laughs> he probably falls asleep too. That's true. He's like, God this is very relaxing. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Is this ASMR? These guys are into something. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So we haven't done a podcast in probably a month, two months. I don't even know. Something like that. It's been at least a month, if not two. Yeah. It's been a while. I mean, the good news is everything's better since our last podcast. Everything has improved. Mm -hmm. Uh, the COVID is gone based on some states approaches to this. Everybody died. Everyone's dead. We are coming to you from the afterlife and things are not great here either. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's packed. I'll be honest with you. Yes. It is very busy. I don't think they had anticipated this many people. No. Uh, I got the room next to the ice machine too. I'm yeah, not we're super obvious, stoked. Yeah. Obviously Mike and I are in hell because of what we've done in our lives. But um, other than that, things are pretty, pretty things good. Fine. To be honest, all the cool people are in hell anyways. So I'd say so. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a video. I just was like, I had Twitter on in the background and I, I see DMX uh, rapping and he looks very old. He had to sit down halfway through. He's not, he doesn't, you know, he had a, he had a tough life. Yeah, he did. His last, like, uh, he came, he came up here and did like a couple of his like final, I don't know if he's still probably still performing, but, uh, he was doing it like the saddest clubs yeah. ever. Yeah. That's gotta be a, a big, uh, drop, you know, to go from the, basically the top to playing clubs and yeah, you don't have to tell me I've been there. We were, <laughs> we've all been there. We've all been there. Just kidding. We're not the top of anything. I'm not even sure if people will actually listen to this anymore. We only had 11 subscribers to begin with. Well, I we guess like, what? Scubblebutt. Scubblebutt. We're, well, we're separating the wheat from the chaff. We're finding our true fans. That's that true. Enjoy. The cream of the crop. That's what I was trying to figure out last night as we were discussing. Cream of the crop. Not the cream of the cream. The cream of the milk. The cream of the crop. 
But you just you do skim the cream though, if I remember correctly. You take the cream out, yeah. Creme de la creme is another creme de la creme. You could go for creme de menthe right now. That's That'd be nice. And a hot chocolate. Oh. Nice. Except it's very hot out. Is it hot out there? Uh I don't know. I never left the house today. Good. <laughs> it was there. Because of so. the vampires. Yep. Uh yeah. We, did, have we not discussed that? There's also vampires. On the Draculas? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of paranormal, mm-hmm. uh, you were talking about a uh paranormal event earlier that occurred to the Navy with the Navy in yeah, the Navy. The Navy was impacted. I by. think he was, a, it was Navy and Marine pilots on the USS Nimitz. I don't remember the exact date. Was it 2004, 2006, a while ago. And the, I guess the background story was they were doing a, um, exercise in the Pacific, like a, a train up to go to the Middle East and the, uh, radar on all the, the ships they have out there was detecting these objects coming out of the sky out of space, basically, at 80,000 feet, I think, down to 20,000 feet, and then hanging out for hours on end. And they figured it was some sort of mistake on their radar, so they had they redirected some fighter pilots out to go find these things. Yeah, no problem. We'll go check we'll out go that, check uh, it those bogeys. Baron, Baron 5, Niner 5 on the... Uh, hey, what? <laughs> I've got 20 angels. Sir, you're on the wrong frequency. <laughs> I was thinking about getting my ham radio license, by the way, but that's a separate issue. Oh, you do? I got one. We yeah, talked about that for too. For probably almost 15 years. Kind of got Never it. Never used it. Super nerded Not into that once. kind of stuff, really. <laughs> but you got it. Uh, yeah, I got it. I like. I actually got it for my, my civilian job, and then I realized that I didn't really like talking to people on it. So I do use it. It's I do use it occasionally for like disaster stuff, but yeah. for the most part, it's just old people talking about the various ailments they suffer from. They don't know that they're cell phones. So much you just explain to these people. Yeah, the internet works. You could talk. Phone. I can talk to somebody <laughs> in Japan on the internet. You know, right? Super easy. You just real easy. I don't need a China pay on onlyfans.com, I think it is. And then <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay for that. I've been giving away for free. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, aliens. Oh yeah. All right. So anyway, they detected these objects on radar. So they redirected these fighter pilots out there, and the first group of fighter pilots went out. They didn't have a weapons pod on there, so they didn't have any um, anything to record. IR or like target or whatever. Right. Yeah. So they just saw these things. And well, the guy said, I think his name is Fre- Lieutenant or Colonel Fravor. I think it was his name. Uh, it was a cross shaped object just underneath the water. And you could see the water kind of breaking over it. And then there was a. Sir, I think we got. Is that Jesus coming over the waves? Rogers Baron 69420. <laughs> Fife. Nice. Tree. Nice. Um, anyway, so, and then there was this another, another object down there that was kind of like, he said it was like, looked like a ping pong ball in a, uh, in a glass kind of shaking around, changing directions very, very quickly. And they went down to check it out. And as they flew down to check it out, they, both of the objects disappeared. And then on radar, they appeared approximately 60 miles away. Uh, and so they went back and then the other guys, so it was like a force on force thing, the blue team, red team, the red team went out to check out the new location, 60 miles away. And they had a weapons pod that could record and they got some, um, what in tarnation is that? Some video of this object. Uh, it is flying, pretty wild flying, no jet, no plumes. And again, I'm not an expert. I don't know. No plumes. It no. seemed to mean something to this fighter pilot. Uh, you know, so I think the, so the facts are, you can see the object it's, performing in ways that our aircraft can't perform and is doesn't appear to have any sort of jet propulsion. It's not pushing hot gas out the back end. So either that means... Like Mike on Taco Night, am I right? It was Taco Night today, too. I had a uh, Smoothie King smoothie, too, so I'm like Jupiter over here right now. (laughs) Gas giant. 
Oh, thank you for explaining. I actually, uh, that was a, that was smarter of a joke than I am capable of uh, processing right now. Oh. <laughs> Gas giant. That's a good one. Thank you. Um, giant fart bag. <laughs> Sorry. That's too much. It went too far. So, you know, it's either, uh, like a drone of some kind that, cause a human wouldn't be able to like, apparently survive inside of there. And then it flew for hours on end too, which means it has huge energy reserves it, and doesn't have a, uh, jet has a no form of propulsion that nobody that we don't have. So I guess your options are like China, Russia has made this huge leap in Which technology. Based, I mean, China and Russia, uh, their biggest issue with aircraft has been for the longest time propulsion. They make garbage engines. Yeah, they so they make know. pretty good jets. They just make really, really crappy engines. And so, it, so it would it's be probably huge, not that huge leap. So I guess there's three options. A it's, it's, um, the, all everyone's mistaken. It's just an illusion of some kind. It's a terrestrial object of swamp gas, swamp gas or something, dolphin, uh, terrestrial object that has been like a, a major leap in technology or it's uh, extraterrestrial craft, I guess are logically the three possibilities, right? What are you leaning towards? I, so I really want to believe, <laughs> <laughs> which is like the call sign of, uh, every, uh, internet conspiracy. Yeah. I but, want to believe, but I think yeah, it's, I don't know. it's somewhat like I had the same experience. The first time I saw like gunfire was I, I I've seen it in movies. I was like, there ought to be music. This should be in slow motion, it, but it was actually really banal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is the same thing. Like this might be an alien, but it's just the video and the, and the audio over top of the video is just so banal. It's not what I had imagined. I don't know. There's more of an emotional take, I guess. Like, I imagine if eight, well, the first time we saw aliens, they'd like be in this giant Rhode Island like, uh, sized ship, Day. like Independence Day. Yeah, not a little thing like going. I'm like, oh boy, it's yeah, flying it, fast. It, sure it's is. It's flying very fast. It's doing weird things. It is. I mean, the video is pretty. Um, I mean, it's convincing. Like, it looks real. I have no. And the Navy acknowledged it, right? I mean, the officially, Navy officially said, acknowledged uh, it as being. It was real. Yeah. Gun and then, cam footage or whatever. The interview and the cool thing about because a lot of times you this see is the this, guy was on Joe Rogan, right? He was been on Joe Rogan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times you see these people who have these like the um, what's that guy's name? The guy that supposedly will transition to Skunk Works, who supposedly worked at the Skunk Works thing. Kelly Johnson. Well, he but he's a UFO guy. He's, oh. he's working on you. I forget his name. But anyway, yeah. he's got all these stupid stories about people like shooting out his tires and like guys following him. Oh yeah, yeah. It's all like ridiculous. Yeah, it seems like a movie like what you might see in a movie, but this guy's like, I don't know. Nobody gave a shit. Like I just told people and nobody cared. And that had like a ring of authenticity given my experience in the military. Like, who cares? Kind of cool. It's not what we're here Better. to do. So yeah, uh, I don't give a shit. Move on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I'm not going to acknowledge this because that is going to result in paperwork. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Exactly so right. Just keep your goddamn mouth shut. Pretend it didn't happen. And we'll wait till I retire and I'll make a book about it. And that, that to me, gave it more credibility than any of these other. Uh, I mean, the guy sound like the, the guy. So I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast, mm-hmm. which I, by the way, do not like Joe Rogan at all. Um, he uh, he sounds like a, a pretty like reputable, authentic dude. Like I've got no reason to doubt him. And he doesn't look like a, like the type of guy who would otherwise make this story up. Like he, I don't think he's got any other conspiracies going on and stuff, but right. Yeah. He seems level-headed others. Plus he's throwing some serious shade at the UFO guy that was on there, Jeremy Corbin or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Did you see the, is it the drummer for, uh, oh God, some nineties band that I can't think of right now, but he started like a UFO center that is like a, oh, a yeah. academic research center name? for UFOs. Was it a uh, sound garden? No, he, it's like the, uh, small, th- oh, the small things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the drummer. 182 drummer UFO. I think it's the drummer. The guy that survived the plane crash. Tom right? DeLonge. Oh, never DeLonge. mind. DeLonge. DeLonge. Uh, Tom DeLonge. Uh, yeah, he's like created like a, I think it's called like the, I don't know, Space Center. Speaking of which, did you see the Space Force uh, got its emblem and its uh, uh, is official. It, so like uh, it's the Star Trek emblem, right? Basically. It is. Yeah, it's basically the Star Trek yeah. emblem. And then they they someone pointed out that the um uh the motto is basically a Harry Potter uh <laughs> spell. It sounds almost exactly like a spell from Harry Potter. Somebody is so. trolling the shit. And there there they have three <laughs> commands in there right now. One the I don't remember the names of one of the acronyms is Spock. Yeah. And the other one is Star Command. Yeah. Star It's Com. really just straight up dorks. Just uh someone gave around. dorks a bunch of billions of dollars. Uh, to do something the Air Force was already doing. Yeah. But, well, it's there. I don't know that it'll go away. Now you know how the Army feels when the Air Force left. <laughs> We're probably saying the same this shit. Felt like, I feel like this is more like the Please. Marines being tagged onto the Navy and uh, despite doing like all the dirty work, uh, getting very little of the credit. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're we're just kind of winging it today, but I was going to talk a little bit. So uh, because we're very well read, Mike and I, uh, extremely intelligent. I was reading a book called Skunk Works, the a personal memoir of my years at Lockheed. And this is uh, Ben Rich, who started under uh, Kelly Johnson. Who Kelly Johnson's kind of a legend in the aviation world, mm-hmm. um, and I mean he he literally. I believe built or designed the first jet fighter, first supersonic fighter. Um, the eventually the SR 71, which is obviously like the coolest aircraft the U S has ever made. Pretty cool. Um, and then the U two, so U two spy plane. So he's, this dude had a hand in basically every major aviation breakthrough the U S military has had for like, I mean, the jet age. He basically started the jet age of the air force. So, um, so this guy started out under him as, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know. He helped manage projects and stuff. And then when Kelly Johnson stepped down, he stepped up. And, uh, so one of his first big projects, um, was the F one 17 stealth fighter. No, I'm not kidding. And it was pretty interesting. Cause, uh, you know, this, it's still like the F-117, uh, if you pay attention to like the weird, um, and I do, the like military, um, what do they call it? Like Millair. There's like a whole online crowd yeah. that just tracks military yep. flights all yep. around the world. Like that's all they do. They obsess over it. It's pretty interesting. You can see some cool aircraft, cool missions yeah, pretty and stuff. Cool. Um, but they've uh, probably within the last, few years. I mean, there's been sightings of F-117s since it retired, which I think it retired like 20 years ago, 30, like it was, it's been a while. 
Um, but it's still flying. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the F-117 was retired uh, a long time ago, but they're still flying them. Uh, and they think that they're using them for like uh, radar testing and stuff, which is uh, Are they weird. Do they still drop ordnance with those things? No, I don't think so. They're not using them for um, like actual combat stuff. It's all, yeah. I think, for fun. Testing, but gotcha. It, uh, it still works pretty well. So what was really cool though, is like they started out with a, like a wooden version of this. So they, they, the, one of their engineers, um, came up with this theory and he created this thing called the hopeless diamond, which was like the start of all of this. Hmm. Um, and so he had this idea that basically if you put a bunch of these very sort of sharp panels, um, that you could bounce a radar radio detection ranging, um, you know, it's been used since I think world war two, I think was the earliest sort of yep, yep, yep. use. So obviously we had airplanes go up, airplanes went around, bombed the crap out of, uh, you know, world war one and stuff. And then, uh, world war two radar came in. So now you could start to track stuff. And then obviously radars continue to get better. Russia makes really good radar, by the way, mm-hmm. um, and anti-aircraft stuff. So this was, the concept was that they would build an aircraft that could get through Russia's system and, you know, either take out early warning or other sites. And so that's sort of what the uh, impetus for this was. But so this guy had a theory that if you built this like boxy, sharp angled shape, it wasn't an aircraft to begin with, um, that it would reflect radar off of, you know, into every other direction. So the radar sends out a signal and then that signal returns and that's what is detected. So obviously as radars become more advanced, they can actually identify the signature signature of aircraft. So this guy's doing this all sort of in theory. And this is back before they had no supercomputers and stuff. This was like, uh, I believe early seventies, the concept Vacuum was tube started. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't have, I mean, it would have taken them years to sort of, so they were like, all right, well, let's do this. And I'm pretty sure the original concept was actually had been developed much, much earlier and everyone just sort of like ignored it. How this guy, I, I read, I was reading everything like a month ago, so I haven't really, I don't remember all the details, but basically he was like, you know, I'm going to try this and see what happens. So he designed this, the way that they sold it to the air force was really cool too. So they, they essentially, you know, built the model and showed that, uh, you know, they, they took the air force's best radar and basically just, you know, tried to sweep it and see if anything would come up. Mm-hmm. Um, this was probably one of the most secret aircraft ever developed too. like everything was under cover. Um, and basically every success they had, you know, remained a complete secret and really until world, uh, sorry, uh, desert storm, you know, no one even knew that this aircraft. Mm, no kidding. I didn't know that. Um, so they, they took the, the boxy design that worked really well. Um, and in fact, uh, what they found was in the original shape, um, the actual stealth aircraft was so effective that the helmet in the windows, like the pilot was the biggest part of the radar signature. That's crazy. Um, so they actually built like this glass and stuff that actually reflects and absorbs, uh, radar to, to take care of that as well. But, um, the second mission they did is basically they flew jets towards the radar. Um, again, best radar technicians they could have. They flew this out somewhere like area 51. Um, and you know, they were basically the air force was like, we're going to give you tons and tons of money if this succeeds. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't, then like you're going to, we're going to shut you down and that's it. Right. And I guess like Lockheed was going through some like pretty, um, 
tight times. The military budget had been cut. Uh, Reagan took power and then he was going to spend tons and tons of money. So there was a lot of money available and stuff, but, um, they had to basically prove that everything was going to work. So, um, let's see what else. Can you close that door for me? (laughs) Keep closing the door. I can't. Thank you. Close the door. Close the door. Close the door now. Um, let's see. Um, yeah. So basically they, uh, designed the aircraft. They, every time that they moved it, like they'd have to like shut. So this is all done. So skunk works is actually at a civilian airport in near Las Vegas. No, it's actually in, uh, California. I believe at the Burbank airport. Oh, okay. Yes. It's now in Palmdale, California, but I believe, which maybe that's the same thing was the Burbank airport, which is uh, pretty cool. So they would, anytime they would uh, have to move this thing around, they'd shut all the airport lights off and stuff. And they, they had to build all these really big, um, like screens and stuff to hide it visually. Hmm. Um, and when they moved it around, they'd have to shut the airport down and then they load it into like a C5 or, you know, whatever it was, might've been, uh, was it a 151, one of the other big cargo aircrafts of the era. And then they'd fly it out to Nevada to fly around where there's giant test areas and stuff. But, no kidding. um, Oh, it's, it was in Burbank. Okay. So it was located in Burbank and then it got moved to, um, Palmdale, California later on. So it was at the Burbank Glendale Pasadena airport, which is just a, it's just like a public airport. Anyone could fly in there. And they had the, all like the security that went into this. This was like the first project that like was completely enveloped by air force bureaucracy as well. They'd do all the paperwork and stuff, which was, uh, so there was a lot of lamenting of that, but, and then eventually, um, this thing, uh, popped out, uh, at 3 AM in 1991 as, uh, the, uh, see 3 AM, January 17th, 1991, uh, when they started dropping precision bombs in Iraq. Hmm. I didn't know. I didn't realize that the first time it was seen. I didn't know that. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of the, uh, I believe it was like one of the first, so it couldn't have any sort of, um, active radar or anything on it because it right. obviously get seen. That so makes sense, yeah. I believe it was one of the earliest adopters of optical, you know, targeted bombs. So, yeah. you know, laser, laser guided bombs Bay Boy type stuff. Um, and that was the first time that you'd seen like precision, uh, airstrikes as well, which is kind of cool. So, which I think, again, this was the whole, what was also really interesting is this aircraft because it was like just a bunch of sharp angles. Like there was, Originally, they didn't think they'd be able to fly it. Like, it just was too crazy. So they built this really uh, complex fly-by-wire system um, that made it uh, actually, I guess, very enjoyable to fly mm-hmm. once it was handled. Um, but it couldn't have, it had no afterburner, so it was sort of a, you know, pig. Didn't really have a whole lot of power. It just kind of, you know, chugged along. Took a lot of runway when it was loaded up, at least the uh, earlier ones. Um and they had to come up with all sorts of like other really cool technologies, like the radar absorbing paint, which, you know, right. takes a lot of work to maintain. And then they did a bunch of like cool baffling and stuff with the, uh, exhaust to try to disperse that so that it would have a low IR signature as well. No kidding. Um, and they're relatively quiet. I got to see one flying in, uh, I think it was like 2002, 2003 at an air show. Yeah. And it's just like the coolest aircraft in the world. Yeah, they don't look just, like they should nuts. fly. No, it doesn't. It looks like a spacecraft, which is why, like, you know, I'm talking earlier, like this thing, no one knew it was in development for like almost 20 something years before it was revealed. So 
it would not be out of the realm. And that, that includes like, there's only like 10 people in the Pentagon that knew it existed. Right. Everybody else worked at the skunk works and the amount of security that they had to like implement there. Everything was compartmentalized, you know, people who were working on. So the, the other thing they talked about is just the logistics of security clearances. So they had a lot of these, you know, these were people who were maintenance workers, technicians and stuff, you know, they're going home, they're drinking, they're doing stupid stuff. Yeah. They had never had a need for this level, like top secret cl security clearances right, and stuff. Like so, plumbers and stuff like that. Yeah. So they yeah. had to, uh, obfuscate everything that they were doing because most of their people couldn't actually pass, uh, muster for That's security funny. clearances, which was uh, interesting. So they would be making, you know, these parts for the aircraft and they were just telling them like, Oh yeah, you're making this for like, you know, some other aircraft or some other part that had nothing to do with anything. So Jeez, that must've been a lot of NDAs. Yeah. They had to difficult you know, to manage. That's, yeah. That was it, a nightmare. It sounds like, but yeah. in the end it worked and it, you know, of course, when it was revealed, scared the hell out of um, Russians and everything else because, you know, there's just, there was nothing. At that point, they couldn't stop us. Like, if we wanted to fly into, other than the fact that, like, these things did not have a super hot, long range, so you could probably see the tankers trying to head towards yeah. Russia at the point. But um, if we wanted to go in and drop bombs on someone, they'd never know. Mm. And it's only and combat it's, use was in Iraq or did they use it? In no, they've used possible? it for other stuff. Um, I mean, I, Iraq was obviously like, uh, the biggest, um, success, but, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's been used in, um, other missions since then, but once it's out of the bag, it's sort of like at that point it, um, kind of loses some of its, uh, luster. Yeah. Um, but I believe they had one that was shot down, um, when they were uh, doing, I think peacekeeping mission, peacekeeping missions in uh, Yugoslavia at the time. Oh, that uh, rings a bell. Yeah, which uh, that was shot down by a uh, anti-aircraft. But I believe my understanding was that that was basically like dumb luck. Like yeah. They shot it into the air and just hit it. They just had a general idea it. of where it was. I don't think it was because it it got tracked. But um. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. So it did get used a little bit in, uh, our, uh, OEF and OIF. Um, and then it was retired shortly after that. Hmm. Um, 2006, I believe it, yeah, it was fully closed in 2006. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw it flying like 2002 or something is just freaking cool. I mean, it's still cool. And they still, like I said, they're still doing, um, they're doing something with them. People don't really know what it is. Um, but, they keep getting seen flying around California and Nevada and stuff. Yeah. Um, they're being a little less like the military, I think is saying it, they're not flying it, but, um, there's pictures of it flying during the day. So they don't really care too much. I guess. About yeah. Hiding it at this point. Yeah. And it, who knows, it's probably just like some sort of, you know, radar test or something. I don't think they're using right. it for any sort of combat or anything. But. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah so Skunk Works, it's a good book. I would recommend it, especially if you're a dork, it's got a lot of, uh, yeah, it sounds super very nerdy stuff. There's a lot of cool, uh, aviation stuff in there in general. Um, hmm. yeah. So that's that. Is that an organization? So that still runs, right? What, what it is still it? still runs when, uh, Lockheed owns it. Okay. Um, or I guess it's Lockheed Martin now. And technically it's the advanced development program is the, their actual acronym. So, um, and I think, I don't know if it's, I believe the, uh, F 22, 
and the F-35 also both came out of there. Because hmm, um, okay. the F-35's Lockheed Martin, F-22's Lockheed Martin. Um, so they, uh, yeah, it is. So those, those are also made by it. So they continue to turn out, which means that there's probably, I believe Lockheed Martin may have also got the contract for the new bomber. Uh, the, what is it? The B3? To replace the B2? Are they trying to replace the it's B2? To replace the B2 and the B1, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I was going to talk about the B-52 originally because that is now entering its like 60th year of service and they Jesus. suspect it'll probably serve for another 40 years. That's amazing. They keep because the actual flying. backbone. Yeah, they're, they're trying to re-engine it now. They're probably going to put on like, so right now it uses turbojet engines. So they're super freaking loud yeah. um, and they dump out smoke and they use eight of them, I believe, for each aircraft. So they want to move towards what's on most modern aircraft, which are turbo uh, fans. Yeah. And they will get a lot better fuel mileage, a lot less maintenance issues. Um, I mean, these things are doing just insane, like 23 hour missions. I can't stuff. even imagine. They're like man. loaded to the hilt now. They've got, they've added hard points on all the wings so they could hold more cruise missiles or drop bombs. Uh, they've built these giant, uh, like bomb racks for the center so they could load up like 20 you know, JDAMs and they basically just are flying around. They're just, you know, bomb trucks that they could drop all day. They've added tons of new, you know, avionics. Um, so they're, they're continuing to update these, but essentially it's the exact same aircraft that was built in the fifties. Right. Yeah. I guess the, air, to, they, the airframe it's, it's hundred. Yeah. I mean, the airframe itself, it doesn't need to change. They can change the avionics and the radar and the, all that kind of stuff. Well, it was, and it was built for nukes. So nukes, when it was made, were incredibly heavy. So they built this like way over-engineered airframe. And, uh, you know, like the skin and stuff, they replaced that all the time. But it's so easy to, like, it's all, you know, because it's old technology, I think it's pretty easy to like actually repair it. I mean, they're not trying to be stealthy or anything, these things. And it's kind of the changing dynamic in like air combat now is like, you've got these F-35. So I think one of the other things I saw the other day was that they're adding a system so that now they can sort of use all the targeting and data from like modern aircrafts, the F-35, you know, they're going to go in, they're going to take out stuff and then they're going to start targeting. So the B-52 might be flying, you know, at 50,000 feet, just outside of, you know, Sam and other anti-aircraft um, reach. And then the F-35 goes in and takes out some targets, a bunch of stuff. And then the B-52 just kind of turns, drops a bunch of these bombs or cruise missiles, takes them out. And then, you know, they can just loiter and just keep dropping bombs all day Yeah, and use the targeting from on the ground troops and, uh, these aircraft. So yeah, that's old. I mean, some of the C-130s are getting pretty old, but I mean, these aircraft are just built like, you know, tanks. Then there's the B-1, which was like another one that I, that might've also been Lockheed. I can't remember if the B one is and that thing's just like a piece of junk that, uh, <laughs> continues to be the bane of existence. They're trying to get rid of the B ones. The B one's going to go away, even though I think that's like one of the coolest aircraft ever. Um, I think they're really hard to keep in service. That's the, like, you know, it's got four afterburner engines and, uh, uses radar to fly nap of the earth. Originally that was the one that was just going to punch into Russia and just blow everything up. I gotta look at pictures uh, of these that's going to get retired. Yep. And then the B2, which they only made like 20 of or something. They're like $2 billion a piece. Jeez. Again, incredibly cool aircraft, but. Oh, the B1. Okay. Air power, man. That's where yeah, it's at. Pretty impressive. Really. Let's do. see you try that army. 
<laughs> oh, what, you have a tank? Who's going to point? Who's going to point your fancy laser, though? That's true. Not me. Uh, probably, yeah, C-Tax or... Yeah, not me. <laughs> J-Tax or, or CCTs, not C-Tax. J-Tax cooler. and CCTs. Yeah. Well, I always get the B-2 and the B-17 mixed up. B-117. Yeah. yeah. They look very similar. All right, I gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, the B-2 Craziness. is the giant wing. Yeah. The B-52 is the massive... Uh, strat the strata fortress. Yeah, it looks like a World War II bomber. Seventy years ago was its first flight, or sixty-eight years ago, years ago technically. Dang, that's crazy. Things nuts, man. And then you got these loitering munitions too, which are just drones, cruise missiles that can basically loiter in the area and wait yeah. for a target to present itself. Yeah, and if you're cool. to believe uh, Elon Musk, you know his his thing uh, was that the next. You know, this is we're basically the F-35 is going to be like the last piloted aircraft, which the Air Force is not going to let happen. I don't think and I think most Americans are not super comfortable with uh, not having a pilot, you know, sort of pull the trigger. I think they still want very much to have a person in the yeah, there's still kill with, chain with that process. Still be someone sitting somewhere pulling the trigger like with like with a predator. Yeah, the drone, I mean, yeah. that's there's uh, there's arguments to be made in both directions, because, uh, if you look at, you know, for instance, that, uh, Navy SEAL guy who was recently pardoned, um, you know, that guy was just killing Iraqi civilians for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, robots wouldn't do that. So like robots are merciless and they will like, you know, there's, they're ceaseless. They'll just continue to hunt you forever mm-hmm. and they will, they'll probably kill very efficiently. Um, but they also are, they don't have bias, right? Like, so if you basically program them to only kill a person who's targeted, confirmed, et cetera, like you can put a lot of controls in there. Whereas a human, you know, someone sees someone run across the street they think they have a gun or, you know, an RPG and they shoot and kill them. And we go, yeah, it's war. You know, that's, that's what happens. Robot might've been like, there's no signature there of any of that. I'm not going to kill this person. It's probably just some person who's trying to get a dodge or something. So it's kind of interesting. We're, you know, it's one of those things. I think it's like, uh, we're afraid of the thing we don't know. And, but at the same time, like you think like for defense and stuff, like you want robots in charge, they're going to react so fast. Like where you've got, you know, like the, uh, what's the, is it the CRAM that mm-hmm. protects all the bases overseas? Those are all basically automated systems. Yeah. Um, and now they're taking the Aegis systems out of uh, the Navy and trying to put those on shore for defense stuff. I think. Yeah. The CRAM. That. Yeah. The CRAM is basically an Aegis on, on land. It's just pretty amazing. Same system. Yeah. It's like a radar system tracks it. Then there's a fire control system that like confirms what it is, targets it, blows it up and then each round has a delay fuse based on the distance to the target. And then it also predicts where it's going and blows it up ahead. That's like another crazy system. That's like, to me, that's probably one of the coolest weapons in the middle. A, cause it sounds awesome. Looks really cool when it's shooting at night. It just looks like a laser spraying the sky. Yeah. But the amount of technology that went into that yeah. is just insane. Yeah. Yeah, but then yeah, you get so, into the ECM stuff, and then can yeah. people, you know, jam your fancy sensors, right? And now you're in serious trouble. Yeah, they're moving towards, uh, you know, a lot of the technologies that we, you know, used in the past. Um, there was something I just saw that. Oh God, what was it? Some sort of like 
doesn't use GPS. It's, it's within accuracy wise. It's within like feet of GPS. Mm -hmm. So basically like there's some that like there's gyro, um, you know, basically they spin something up and once it's, uh, spun up and running, uh, it has very little, um, degrees of error. Cause like if you're in a plane and you're flying across the world, like the reason GPS is awesome is the fact that like if your navigation's off by like 0.0001 degrees or something, yeah. when you go like 800 miles, you're now like 400 miles off track or something right. like yeah. that's probably an exaggeration. I don't know that that would happen, but yeah, uh, it is, that could happen if your GPS goes down, you have to, you know, so they're using these new technologies now that can actually uh, do that without it. Cause yeah, Russia just shuts down GPS. China's doing it all over the place. Um, you know, you read stuff all the time about like Djibouti. They're just like blasting GPS, all sorts GPS. of, uh, uh, noise basically at all our bases over there just to screw with everything. So yeah, that's scuttlebutt, man. So scuttlebutt. The future war will be very strange. Right. Yeah. What's the, like the saying is like world war three will be, or was it like, I know what World War Three will be fought with, but I don't. Or was I? Damn it! Six I don't know what World War Three will be fought with, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Yeah, yeah, it's probably pretty accurate. I, I think technology-wise, it, it almost feels like we're the military's right before World War One. We're like we feel like we've got the technology and the tactics down, but we don't yeah. quite understand the, the consequences of what we're getting ourselves into. And then there's going to be a huge, the second and third order effects, huge learning curve. Once well, that's like the, uh, I mean, Iran right now is a perfect example of that. I, uh, read somewhere again, this is all like stuff on, I think this was on, uh, New York or like the intercept or something, but, um, they've had all these, like literally across the entire country, all these military facilities keep yeah, catching very fire. Fascinating, yeah. And, uh, at first they were like, well, this is just a weird coincidence. Like maybe because Manning's down, like due to COVID, like people just aren't taking care of this stuff. Right. And then, um, Israel's basically just shy of saying like, yeah, no, we're doing it. Like we're yeah. basically blowing all this stuff up. So they blew up their, uh, nuclear development facility. Um, it caught fire and, uh, the speculation now is that'll set them back years, if not decades, like it's, it completely destroyed it. And the, what, what I read on this article was that, uh, they think using something similar to Stuxnet, which was another attack that was cyber that blew up their, um, refining centrifuges uh, yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Destroy the centrifuges. They did the same thing, but they targeted all the, um, these like fuel tanks that were inside the building and basically just overpressurized them and they exploded. Dang. But they, you look at the map, like they, they posted a map of, um, everything that, uh, oh wait, it's right here. Intelligence sir. I'll, I'll send this to you. Cause it's just an interesting reading anyway. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen like the 30,000 foot view on, I just read the individual stories. Yeah, no, they were, uh, they basically, um, there's just tons of these places that have caught fire in the last, yeah. <laughs> there's like, uh, uh, let's see what, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven fires, which again, like that's not out of the realm of possibility, but they're all military, like yeah. they're power plants and stuff. Like these are all things that like we like in the U S like when you're talking about cyber war, that's what we're most concerned about is like power plants and stuff, because a lot of these facilities are relatively old and the cybersecurity, like hopefully it's up to snuff, but yeah. you know, some of these old controls, like if you know basic hacking skills, you can get in there. And we know that like in many cases, they're probably already in there and screwing around. So yeah. So, and then the concern is like, well, if they keep this up, they're going to start a war before it'd be just another like 2020 baby. 
yeah. over this year. Jesus Christ. Well, we got an election to go. We got a Biden Trump debate to go through. Oh God, I can't wait. It's going to be fulfilling. That's going to be insane. Um, I haven't heard much from Biden recently. He's kind of under exactly. the, under the radar, what, huh? If I, if I was Biden, I'd keep my damn mouth shut. Uh, yeah. His handlers are like, under dude, the radar is the best place you can be in. Quit talking about your weird curly leg hairs, man. <laughs> and corn pop. You don't want to be anywhere out in front of anything in 2020. If you're in the news, like it's bad. Cause you think like we're only hearing now cause there's so much going on. We're really only hearing about the absolute worst, the worst, but we are completely missing the like 10 million other, like pretty terrible things that are going on. Yeah. Oh God, I can't handle it. It's almost over wait for this. <laughs> oh God. What do you know? It's just going to get worse, <laughs> man. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Yeah, hurricane season has even like we're, we're in the midst of it now. Yes, That's imagine the next thing. an evacuation with uh, and having to have COVID nineteen related, uh, court, you know, social distancing protocols. And it's not like you can just stuff everybody in the gym. No, we were in uh, Jersey <laughs> uh, two weeks ago when mm-hmm. the um, tropical storm hit. Yeah, and that was. Uh, that was pretty awesome, actually, by the way. I don't know if I told you that I was in a tropical no, storm. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Even though you're uh, the I survived. Excuse me? Just a storm at that point, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we just call them we just call them storms down here. We just call them storms when we're tropics. down in the tropics. Oh, storms, all right. Down here, everything's it's a tropical storm. Cool. Yeah, and that, you know, tropical storm, I don't know. I mean it was it was Fairly exciting, but it wasn't a hurricane or anything. Yeah, it's but, pretty intense. Uh, I, literally, one of the things I thought was like, like, what if, because like tropical, like Irene was a tropical storm, did lots of damage, lots yeah. of people to move into shelters and stuff. And I was like, what, what if, like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't want to go to a shelter. Yeah. It's hot bed it's of like, COVID. Yeah. I'm just going to use all the bodies of other people as I'll build a raft with them and then I will live just on the raft. Test their corpses first. Does it live in the, in the dead body? Is that, uh, um, I mean, I don't know if it lives in the dead body. I mean, it lives on the surface of objects for a short period of time. But uh, okay. basically, from my understanding is at this point, um, you really have to be in a like enclosed space with someone who's actively sick or right. like they can be asymptomatic, but they have to have COVID right. um, outdoor. Like there's it, it appears there's very little yeah. uh, chance of transmission, especially if you wear masks. Yeah. Which we've um, been doing. We were on the beach. And so like we, we, everyone that went down with us had gotten tested beforehand uh, or isolated for two weeks. We only stayed with our circle of people. We yeah. didn't go anywhere. We didn't do anything. Yeah. You've been down there with us. So. Yeah. That's pretty reasonable. Uh, like that core group of people pretty much yeah. s- stuck right to our spot. We actually like sort of built our little beach area. We built little like defensive uh, positions to Keep hold people back. Stuff. Um, Especially on the beach. And for the most part, people were pretty good about it, but it yeah. did feel like there was, a, there was definitely people who were like completely ignoring it. Weirdly the cops, none of the cops were wearing masks. So I was like, are you oh, really freaking minds? Like, That's super yeah, you're strange with people all day. Some yeah. of them did, but like uh, there's this one guy at the coffee shop every single day that I saw, I was like, put a mask on dude. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. It's like right. Just wing, sitting there like talking to people, right. Like close up in their signaling. face and stuff. Yeah. It's very weird. I just don't understand why people would not wear uh, a mask. I don't know. You know, when you're in public, we wore masks everywhere. Um, what was fun though, is uh, we got, there was some sort of head cold. Like we haven't been exposed to anyone in four months. So uh, these kids came, they were sick and they got me and my kids sick. And so oh, I believe cold. it. Yeah. So they got tested. Like they knew like they did not it have wasn't COVID. COVID. They were, they gotten sick. They got, they thought, Holy crap, we have COVID. They got tested. It was all negative. Yeah. Um, 
And so like for the last couple of days, I had a head cold, which really made people uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I got a mask on, dude. Coffee. Yeah. They're like, uh, please. And then I took my mask off. I was trying to make an example, setting an example. I was like, this is why you wear masks. Yeah. Cough in your face. Cause I'm sick. Um, yeah. You don't want to have a head cold during a pandemic. No, people definitely look at the crossways. I promise you. Yeah. Plus you can't even go to the hospital. I wouldn't go to the hospital. I was like, I'll die on yeah. this. I'll die here Kick before I go to the hospital. Cause yeah. Who wants to be in the hospital? I don't want to go any, like I'm, we're also moving. And so now I got to figure that out. Cause how do we, we can't like invite people over. Like we don't want to. Oh my God. The whole yeah. thing, this is a nightmare. This entire year is a goddamn nightmare. Uh, I can't you, wait till it's over. You move shortly. Right? I can't help but notice there's no boxes in the background either. So you haven't. We started packing. Yeah, we're leaving everything here. We're Good. just, uh, just burn it down. We're, we're gonna burn this down. Yeah. Insurance fraud. Smart. Uh, there are lots of boxes. We actually have been moving stuff as much as possible into storage. Oh, you have access to the house? So, oh, just in the storage. Uh, not to the house. We got it in storage. We should have access to the house before it closes, which will be really nice. But cool. Yeah, it's exciting, man. Yeah, change jobs. Moved during a pandemic. Yeah. Now you just need another kid. No <laughs> effing way. Two's the limit, huh? To this. What's like, can you imagine wanting to have children right now? <laughs> People are nuts. Are you, unless you have something to tell me, in which case I'll cook mazel tov. Yeah, no, I don't have anything to tell you. Oh, that's good. Uh, sweet. Yeah. What else you got? Anything? Pretty good. I think that's about it, man. We talked about UFOs. We talked about some airplanes. Talk about it. Yeah, we covered it all, baby. Kind of air-based Touched a little bit on space with Space Core. Space. Is it space, space Force? Space Force. It's not a core, it's a force. Please show some respect. Space Force. This is a. <laughs> Can you move? Um, it should actually have been the Space Core. That would have made a lot more sense. Space Core. Space Core. I'm excited for the Space Force. Yeah. Do you think it'll last forever? Or do you think they'll just get rid of it at some point? No, I think it's going to go. I think as soon as uh, they do budget cuts next year, they're going to go, oh, wait, it's just the Air Force. Yeah. It's Air Force Space Command. So Air Force go ahead and in slide that space. right back over. Uh, yeah, it's, have you seen like the uniforms and everything about it's just so I've seen dark. the, it's so I don't dark. think I've seen, it's clearly just Star Trek nerds in the Pentagon. It, I mean, like, I get it. Like we need to have a little levity people in the, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all pretty stressed out right now. Yeah, we do need someone to make fun of. Yeah. <laughs> Coast Guard's got to be psyched right now though. Like that there is another branch that is no. way more dorky than the Coast Guard. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd probably kill to be in a Coast Guard. I think there would be, they have amazing duty locations too, just all over the place. Yeah, it's on the beach. Every like single one is on water. 12 person bases. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be amazing. There's a, I, I mean, there's like little one. Yeah. There's, I mean, that's it. Like you just live with your buddies Yeah. on like some Island in Alaska. Fuck around. You go fishing all the time. Right. Exactly. You get paid to like, just cruise around. Although the, I had a friend, a while. I had a friend who was in a coast guard. His job was to clean buoys and that's all he did. So he had a special boat, with like a big crane on it. They pulled yeah. a buoy out of the water. They'd scrape buoy tender. The, and then they'd throw it back in there. Scrape the barnacles off. Which doesn't sound super chill. Like they do on the weekends. Am I hey, right? Yo. Hey, yo. Doesn't sound uh, super yeah, chill. No, it doesn't sound very exciting. No, I think a lot, like that's like probably their biggest mission. It's like they do search and rescue, but I think that happens a lot less than, um, you know, they want you to believe. I'm lost uh, all the time. It's a lot of like navigable water stuff, like making sure the buoys and all the markers and stuff. And like when ships sink, they have to mark that and then see if it's going to create issues. I mean, important stuff, but yeah, is it though? 
Is it though? Can't it's funny how the most important <laughs> stuff is usually super boring. You know what I mean? Like all the yeah, sexy exactly. stuff is not relevant, right. generally speaking. Yeah. No, the helicopter, like you see the helicopter fly over when you're down at the shore and you're like, that's so cool. That's so cool. But those guys are like, eh, I'm just flying around again. Yeah. There's nothing happening. I wish someone would drown so we could do something Please. cool. Please. And then like the guys who are like out there busting their ass, cleaning barnacles so, off yeah. buoys every day. No one's like, oh, wow, you're bar- Ooh, you scrape barnacles. So, oh, yeah. So shipping that's literally the most important thing. Right. So I can get fresh artichokes. So literally, yeah, so we can get yeah. all of our food yeah. and all of our like electronics, yeah. everything that all arrives by yeah. boat. It's but so But what about important. that helicopter over there? Like, yeah. Fuck you. Oh, you. Oh, that's a buoy tender. Oh, cool. Could you tell me about the, the helicopter, helicopter over there? That was really neat. Once a year for some guy that... <laughs> It's probably fine, but just pulled a little tab <laughs> on his GPS beacon. Yeah, he fell in the water and forgot his EPIRB went off. <laughs> and literally, like I've gotten, we've gotten several of those calls. They're like, "This is the Air Force Rescue Center." We're like, "Oh shit, it's going down." Uh, they're like, "Do you guys uh, know what this is?" And we're like, oh, "Yeah, it's the broken jet that's in the shop right now." God damn it. They never took that. They, they never, never took, took the, the They got to find somebody to go turn it off and call avionics, make them fix it. Sorry, guys. Yeah, nothing exciting. Nope. All right, man. Speaking of nothing exciting, I think we uh, are done. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of nothing exciting, uh, that's our show for today. Minutes, Fifty <laughs> minutes of non-nothing exciting. If you are into that sort of stuff, yes. Play us up, drum us up. Uh, we should our call to action. We always forget this. You should like, subscribe, share, uh, send to people through email or Facebook if you're older. And, and, and at the very least, public. just don't publicly disparage us. At the very least, no, you can. I would actually be happy just to hear from anyone. Hear from you want to dump all over this? Please do. Please do. Uh, I don't care. Like we just want to know somebody listens. Listen, one person. I think we do have a. I don't. Just a one star review. I would be ecstatic. Yeah, tell us to go, like, efforts. Our our Twitter is scuttlebuttpod one. Good. Because somebody already else had the scuttlebutt pod Uh, two. (laughs) Scuttlebutt pod, the number one. Just go on there and like say something so we know that there's people live. I've always I've posted on there since April 27th, so, so I'm really keeping on top of it. Popping. I want to get my next email address is going to be an email address that you cannot explain over the phone. So it'll be like number ones. Yeah. But it, it's the words number one spelled out. <laughs> Stunna. Number but one. But like in ST and then like. No vowels. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Number all one. consonants. Number one spell. I out. use symbols to spell the. There's a there's a dollar sign in there. Yeah. Two dollar signs actually on either end. Or it'll be Have it'll you watch, be the number one, the numeral one, and then the word spelled out. So be and then one Greek letters spelled out. Which so is an I. Them. Is that a one? An I. Yeah. Yeah. And then. All right. So did you get that? That's my email address. At AOL.com. <laughs> He's old school. But it's the word at and at AOL.com at gmail.com <laughs> at AOL.com at gmail.com. <laughs> the number one spelled out. The, the number one spelled at out. AOL.com at gmail.com. You're going to have to it's use probably that. taken. Just search for it on Alta Vista. <laughs> Fire up your, your Netscape navigator. Get on to Alta Vista. And what was G- the guy? It was uh, Ask Jeeves. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. That was... 
Boom. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the web. It's the web search engine I used to find my first uh, pornographic image. <laughs> <laughs> was it Jeeves and like scantily clad Jeeves? It was. <laughs> Altered the course of my uh, life forever. Ask Jeeves, dear Jeeves, dear Jeeves, where are there scantily clad women? And Jeeves is like, oh, Mike, let me oh, show you. I the didn't. World, I didn't see you friends. standing there. Let me show you the world. That's exactly how. Did you search for? Her? So what are boobs? So my, all right, this is true. Uh, my dad, can record had, this or should I post Yeah, we this? can record it. Yeah. It's kind of a funny story. Okay. My dad had put on all the internet filters, you know what I mean? So it like would block. <laughs> so I had to come with Which slang Which back ones. then was a joke. Like these things didn't do well, anything. I use the word, uh, beaver as my. <laughs> 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 it's about five years ago. Oh God. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> And it worked. Oh, Jesus, that's so great. The young lady with a snowboard. Oh, that is so funny. I'd like to find that. You see, you got like a bunch of stuff from like the 70s or something. Yeah, some some lady with a snowboard. That's great. Holy. I would like to find that image somehow. Oh, it's still burned in your brain? Yeah, I could definitely recognize that. Pick it out of a lineup for sure. Oh, that's so funny. Mm. Dad's like foiled. Dang. Son of a bitch got me. <laughs> it's probably your mom that set him on. And then your dad's like, oh God, I didn't Love even think of that. Yes. And the funniest thing, I spent a lot of time searching, like searching Trying phrases. To no, fra- no, phrases like clear internet history. How to clear internet history. <laughs> so that was, so you would have seen that. like... <laughs> History's like, uh, like all of these words that didn't work, yeah. beaver, and then, oh my God, how do I delete this? <laughs> yeah. It would be totally innocuous, like research, you know, uh, 30 years war, you know, yeah. Ben Franklin, beaver, <laughs> how to delete Oops. search history, how delete search history. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is great. I should open with that. Yeah. That's really funny. That's not my proudest moment. Or is it? No. Well, isn't it though? It's all been you downhill sort of like from there. Yeah. Shows uh, ingenuity. You, you know, you're being yeah, some ingenuity to Work get through that. You uh, you problem solving. It's a good skill to have. Do anything to accomplish the lad. mission. Yeah. Um. Wow. What year do you think that was? Uh, probably 2012. <laughs> <laughs> it's two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. No, it must have been the very early 2000s because my dad was kind of an early computer adapter. I guess like a computer guy. So 99, 98, maybe something like that. All right. I think it was early high school, middle school, something like that. Yeah. So you were on dial up. Yeah. Dial so up if your dad sure. answered the phone, he would have not only interrupted. Well, they went out for dinner. It was a date night and I was, uh, oh, left like to my own, left your own devices, hormone, your own devices. devices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Yep. It was the, it was the golden era. I know, man. People don't know how good they have it. I know, right? Or how horrible. I'm really glad I didn't have the internet when I was a kid. I don't think I would have been. I'd be a very different. Never person. Never left your room. <laughs> I would be a very different person. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even. You don't even like. You just go on Netflix now. Yeah. Like there's that love movie that is. It's basically pornography. Yeah. It's a like weird uh, art noir. Right, that's art, dude. Come on, it's art. And the other thing, like, uh, this is the thing we haven't talked about yet, but maybe we talk about next time, our algorithms that recommend you stuff and like how they really... Oh my God, yeah. Very different from browsing a library, say, where you could right. genuinely run into something totally unexpected. But with these algorithms, 
there's so yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna be honest. The internet's boring. The internet's Thank very you. boring. YouTube I've is just a fed the garbage. same crap every single day. Yeah, I don't yeah. like want to do anything. I I spend a lot of time on Twitter because it sort of feels like it's more. Yeah, I think it might be my favorite. I guess dynamic, but it's yeah. not really. Mm-mm. It's the same crap. Yeah, yeah. I think a large a large portion of that is because they've got these recommendation algorithms that they just yeah everything. Give like you. when I Google something, it's the same. Yeah like 10 websites and then yep. it seriously feels like the internet is like, uh, there's a hundred websites. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I like, I don't see anything else. It makes it really, it really is boring. I always figured they try and internet. they try and turn it into cable and it's kind of what they've ma- managed to do, especially all these, um, streaming services. Like I think ABC has a streaming, like broadcast TV has a streaming service. Yeah. Now. Peacock is the new yeah, NBC, or NBC one. That's free. Wait, oh, it's free. Okay, there's too much entertainment though. Like how are you supposed to even like keep track of stuff now? Like there's so many shows. Yeah. I guess that's I'm still the, like yeah. watching old shows. I'm in like, I think I'm only really in like 2004, 2005, as far as good television goes. I just started watching community, which is really good. I didn't you realize like that. I, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, watch, right now. I don't know. We haven't gotten into that. Maybe I got to start that up. We're watching Shit's Creek right now. Oh, did you like that one? First season's a little rough. Yeah. Uh, but it has gotten much funnier. Yeah. Uh, I like all the that, We're also watching Unsolved Mysteries came back. I saw the first episode about UFOs. Terrifying, dude. That, uh, that theme song, Excuse, yes. it triggered something like the cerebral. X, like the X-Files theme yeah. song. It still it gives scared me the hell. I remember like being a little kid yeah. and hearing that on my parents' TV. Yeah. And hearing like what they were talking about and just falling asleep every single night thinking I was going to get murdered or right. dragged off by aliens. I remember it was uh, Rescue 911 would come on, which I could watch. That show was awesome. Great oh my show. God, that show is so great. I want, I would, why is that not on on Netflix? Right? I know. It's so good. The reenactments. With were William amazing. Shatner, yeah. And then so Rescue 911, I would watch that. And then I'd go to bed just as Unsolved Mysteries came on. So it was kind of like Forbidden Fruit. It would admit made it seem scarier because it was just for adults that theme song would come on and I'd be yeah. like yeah I gotta get the yeah. fuck out of here yeah yeah it's about to get real I can't handle this I'm five years old how are my parents letting me watch this for <laughs> who's this guy this host is creepy as hell he's wearing a trench coat I think they were both <laughs> wearing trench coats was it William Shatner wearing a trench coat I uh, might have to double check that yeah no I think so are they what's what's the they're not trench coats though isn't there like a fancy name for it duster a duster, yeah. <laughs> Dusters are awesome. I want a duster. I don't want a trench coat. I want a duster. I want a duster. It's kind of a more of a you got south, a duster right now. Looks like you need thought. to. Uh, you got to shave that. So I got a I got a week off of work, so I figured why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, I uh, I didn't have. I, I was at the beach for two weeks and I didn't shave, and I had almost real facial hair. Oh, look at you! Pretty close. Pretty two big, weeks. Yeah. It's a big. It's a big. It's gonna take me about. I realize if I'm ever growing a beard, it's going to take a solid six months. The first three months of which I have to like lock myself away because no one <laughs> doesn't look good. See that? No, it doesn't. It's, it looks better. Like, I don't know why, like my facial, like as a, like almost 40 year old dude, like we're both <laughs> approaching 40 years old, which we is are, also yeah. nauseating, but like finally can grow some facial hair, Yeah, but it's still not good. It's not good. Well, that when it's just coming into, it doesn't look good on anybody. No, no, but it's particularly when you're patchy <laughs> under the best of circumstances. <laughs> that, that'll be the name of your memoir. Although I don't know. I really haven't, I don't like, I've never tried to grow facial hair to in my defense. Well, now's your chance, dude. No, I can't. I Let it rip. Oh. Let it rip. Let's just get Let a... her rip. All right. Well, I got, I got to go, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I got getting lit here. important stuff. I got to go. Dude. And I got to drink a box of wine and fall asleep in the, on the living room <laughs> couch. 